Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Ride, and I'd like to thank you for supporting Illinois. If you'd like to further support Illinois' media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways that we can use your help. First, you can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise, or you can lend us a helping hand by donating a one-time or a monthly contribution. To donate, just visit Illinois.co backslash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot co backslash donate. We thank you for supporting everything we do because without no you, there is no us. Yeah, man. I understand that we been trapping all day. I understand that we been robbing all day. But one part of the day you gotta cut on Illinois radio. You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio with your host Biko, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise. You're tuned in to Illinois Radio, Chicago's most valuable radio show. I'm your host Biko alongside Pretty Riot, Illinois Jones. And as always, we bring you all the illest guests from around the city and globe. And today, we got the homie DJ Reese in the building. What up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, big dog? What's up, man? How you feel? Man, we got a legend in the building. Yes, we do. <laughs> Real gold in there. Fresh off the plane, too. Fresh off the flight. That. Yeah, you been moving, big dog. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Every day, you in a different busy, city, man. different state. You just moving around Real. this thing. I'm trying to stay busy, man. You know, been a little quiet the last month or so, but... You can't sure? really tell. Don't see it, yeah. <laughs> You know, that's a break we didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, a little bit break. It was like a little break, but it's cool. Shit, I mean, well, where do we start here? Uh, That's what I was just thinking, like, where do I ask, where do my first question go to? (laughs) Start this conversation. All right, well, let's start from the beginning, uh, Reese. Like, um, let's start when you first got into DJing. What led you into picking up that DJ board and, uh, you know, mixing, getting Uh, the mixes out there? Well, my mother was a DJ. So we always had Shout out to your house. mama yeah. She was cold I don't yeah. even know her But she was a DJ She was wrong period. Yeah So we always had it in the house So it was just You know It was, it was like uh, I don't know how Second I always nature to tell. Yeah it's like just I didn't take it, it serious I just thought everybody had it mm-hmm. You know one of them kind of things But uh, So then I just You know my mother Would DJ And be up all night And I'd be trying to do what she do, Ow. breaking needles, and then eventually she's just like, you're going to stop breaking needles. <laughs> I, I used to blame my sister. Oh. And when she figured out it wasn't her, she's like, I'm just going to teach you. And I was about 11. I was about 11. Damn, so, and them needles ain't cheap neither, my brother. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You had for to sure. get your own board, too. You know? Damn. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. My mother was a DJ already, so. So, well, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. I wasn't even about to ask this. Go ahead. What was say, DJing like in Chicago at that but, time? Growing up, just growing up, like, what was hip-hop like? What was... Well, it was the, mostly house music. House music, then. parties, yeah, like, yeah. 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 House I heard about then. the warehouse. Yeah, it was house music then, because even when my mother would go and buy records, mm. she still would, she would bring me rap records. Like, she had brought me to Sugar Hill Gang, and she was like, try that out at your, she was like, try that out at your party. I was like, all right, cool. Now, I'm 11, 12, you know, probably about, <laughs> I was probably about 12 or 13 then, and I was throwing basement parties. Now, this would tell my age. <laughs> It was 25 cents for girls and 50 cents for guys. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, them parties lit. At 12, that party what? lit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you was a hustler, but yeah. you, you was a hustler back yeah. then. Look. It was me and a couple of my other friends. They were DJs, too, so we had a DJ group. So 
We would throw parties. I worked the door in the beginning, and then when it was my time to DJ, somebody else would work the door. So Look, we was doing that. Hey, hey, if y'all had twenty five cent the basement. and fifty cent to get it, how much was gas, Reese? Yeah, I don't know. We, <laughs> we was only like. Hey, they wouldn't even drive. Damn, that's dope as hell. So you you always had an entrepreneur spirit. Yeah, I guess pretty much. You know, it's always been. You know, I I didn't know what DJing really was. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it was just... Something to do. It's just like you got a refrigerator in your house. Everybody got a refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? I was like, everybody got two turntables in the mix in their house, don't they? Mm -hmm. So that's... It wasn't really... I didn't didn't take it serious. Right, right. I didn't take it serious. So what did did DJ Reese want it to be? What was his dreams and goals to... In life, before he was like, all right, you know what? All right, this DJ thing is that. When well, he was I, was like, I was like any other little kid. I want to be a fireman. I want to be an astronaut. I was that. Okay. Um, but then when I got older and, you know, my teenage years, my older teenage years, they started getting in them streets. And I thought that was the way of life. I just thought the streets was everything. And I, some, that, it's, it kind of tripped out because... It really wasn't nothing. It was. Why well, I, I was? Really I don't know if this is a good question, but why is that so appealing to young men when they're growing up? Like, if they had, like, you got DJing and you got turntables right in front of you. Why is the streets, or why was the streets appealing to you at the time? Well, I, I came from a home that didn't have a father. Now I'm not blaming that, but when you see the older cats in the neighborhood, you want to be like the older cats. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, that's. That's uh, Pretty Ricky. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, Pretty Ricky, we having the fly stuff. You know, you, mm-hmm. you nice cars, the girls. You like right. that. And you're like, I'm going to have fly stuff too. So I got to do what Pretty Ricky did to oh, get the fly okay. stuff. You know, and that was a real person on 79th Street. Pretty, <laughs> Pretty Ricky. Yeah, that was a real person. <laughs> Shout out to Pretty Ricky. <laughs> 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 so that's what it was. And then a little bit of me still wanted to be like my mother. So that's how the DJing part of me was. I was like, right, I want to do what my mama do too. Mm-hmm. She a DJ. So, so what was that that switch? My fault. Dang, you go. I feel like I was. I feel like you said all three of us are saying say the same thing. I gotta know. So what was what was the moment? What was the record? What was the party that made you a DJ? Professionally, Professionally, yeah. No, when you felt like oh. I'm a DJ. No, because I feel like sometimes before, like I felt like a radio host before I was one. Okay. I'm, I guess I would have had two moments. So when my mother would my mother would have parties. She was young. So. On Fridays and Saturdays, she her place was the place to kick it because she was the DJ. So if she wasn't DJing in the lounge or anything. She would just have some at the crib. Or that would be the after party. Mm-hmm. So she would wake me and my sister up, make me DJ and make my sister sing. So I would play Tina Marie records and my sister would sing the Tina Marie records while I DJ. So it was like we was putting on a little concert with little, little kids. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so it was, I guess it would be that moment. And then professionally, it would be in 2000 when uh, one of the homies, Fife Deuce. Yeah, Fife Deuce is a, a promotion company, Deuce and Fife. Okay. So Deuce came home and was like, not selling no drugs no more. No, nobody mentioned that to me. I finna start throwing parties. So I raised my hand and was like, can I've I been up at practicing. Can I DJ? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah. And then that was it. So he had start throwing these parties on uh, Lake Street. Um, it was called Nocturnal, eleven eleven West Lake. Oh, eleven eleven yeah. still up too. Yeah, that's a yeah. restaurant now. They be in yeah. there busting. Yeah. Okay. It was me and Tim Buck too. Oh, oh shout out, rest in peace, Tim yeah. Buck too. I was the opener. He was the closer. Damn. And he wasn't even old enough to get in the club, so he decided to stand outside until it was his time to DJ. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, yeah. True story. 
He wasn't even old enough to get in. What the? Oh, he fuck? was dope. He's, That's dope. Tim was man. Tim crazy. Tim was the guy. Man, RIP to the legend, yeah. man. I'm happy that the city, you know, does a foundation every year and an event yeah. for him because he yeah. has helped a lot of people. Yeah, and most importantly, like the quality and service he brought to to the city. It, man, I'm Absolutely. happy that it's not going to go unnoticed. Absolutely. And you was part of that history, yeah, seeing yeah, that man. young brother grow. I, I learned how to DJ in a club from him. I was already, you know, I was already in my mid twenties. He was a teenager, so I, I had I listened to him. I was doing stuff that you know, I had never DJed in a club. I was a mobile DJ, so I was just DJ people parties and project parties. Yeah, you know, I wasn't really club in a club setting, so I, yeah, and I didn't know how to do a club setting. So I would come in and just go crazy, you know. He Tim was like, "Oh, hold on, man." You got to build the party up. You got to do this. You got to do that. So he started to teach me. So he gave you DJ etiquette. Yes. And he was younger. He was younger. But he, he was, I see, he he observed the scene. Yeah. Like, AJ ain't nothing but a number when you got that experience. Yeah. Though. Yeah. 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 So I always tell people I learned how to DJ in a club from Timbuktu. Damn, that's yeah. love. That's I already knew how to DJ, but I didn't know how to DJ in a club. Different type. I mean, yeah. well, uh, before we actually jump into a, a single from one of the artists you work with, yes. um, what what was something you 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 learned from the club that you take with you to this day? Oh man, um, I don't know. That's kind of hard. Um, well, crowd control, crowd control, um, getting the feel of what the crowd is feeling. And going from there, because you're DJing a lot of these different places. Like it's not just Chicago. I know what to play in Chicago to go crazy to send the club up. But if I'm in Westchester, New Mexico, or something, <laughs> right. you know, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that just preparation, being prepared, and, and, and crowd, just knowing what my crowd, feeling my crowd, and okay, you like this, then you're gonna like this next one. So I'm about three songs ahead. Damn, going. Yo, 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 it's your boy Biko. Make sure you head over to the Apple Store and Google Play Store and download the Illinois app right now. From there, you'll be able to stream Illinois Radio Live every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m., as well as stream podcasts, watch interviews, check out the latest news, and so much more. So head over there to your App Store and download the Illinois app. Black Wealth! Wealth! Tune in to the Black Wealth Hour every Monday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. with DJ Big Tank. Make sure y'all follow DJ Big Tank on Twitter and Instagram at DJ Big Tank Beats. Also, download the Illinois app, whether you got an Android or an iPhone. And don't forget to tune in to the Black Wealth Hour right here on Illinois Radio every Monday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Turn up even on Monday. Black Wealth! Black wealth! Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Riot, and I'm sitting pretty starting riots right here on Illinois Radio. I got my brothers in the building with me, Illinois Jones and Official Bigo. And today we got DJ Reese in the building. We got a Chicago legend in the building, y'all. I don't think, even think y'all know about the magnitude of the person that's sitting next to me. He's DJed for, like, all of your faves. But anyway, speaking of faves, I guess. I mean, you kind of just gave us a little bit of history. And I don't know if I'm going to fast forward on your journey, but I'm about to. Okay. So when did you start? working with a lot of the upcoming Chicago artists like Dirk and Tink? Um, well, Dirk and Tink... Well, I know it's probably like two separate paths, yeah. but I just put them together. Well, Dirk and Tink, I, I worked, started working with them in 2012. But before that, I would always play new music in the club. So I was breaking artists. 
uh, in a club before that. So, okay, since you just said that, because one thing that I think that you just said, like, as a DJ, you were breaking artists. I don't know if I feel like DJs still break artists to this day. So being that you're way more involved in the DJ industry and touring and stuff like that, do you feel like DJs are still breaking artists or do you feel like it's more of the videographers that are releasing videos for these artists? Well, I, I think it's so many elements that go along with it now. It's not just on the DJ and the artist to mm. to figure that out. Because now you have avenues like TikTok mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, like you say, the videographer, things like that. Like back then, a lot of cats wasn't shooting videos. They they had nowhere to put them really. You know, there wasn't YouTube wasn't there yet. You know, so um, so I say it's a, it's a collab of of a lot of people now. But back then it was more the artists and the DJ, and you put out mixtapes and you go from there. So do you feel like all these different streams or avenues, I guess you can put your music out, kind of water down what it is that you do? Um, I don't think it watered down what I do. You're still going to need the DJ person, you know. Um, the DJ, um, you got to get the music out still to the masses, to the people, like cl- club settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go do your shows, you still need a DJ to do your shows. So I just think if the DJ can embrace and the other avenues and add that to their, you know, their marketing plan, and it'd be, it'd be pretty cool. Like, I don't... I don't think it watered the DJ down. The DJ watered themselves down, I guess. So per what do you se. What do you mean by that? This is not working as hard no more. Mm-hmm. Nobody's working as hard. Even some artists don't work as hard. They think Agreed. if I'm on Instagram and I sent a few DMs that and I think like I worked. Even the TikTok era, like even the fact that ten seconds of your song could go viral, but the whole song mm-hmm. could not sound that good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> People just want that specific part. Yeah, right, it's like right. oh, the chorus is going viral, but you, you finally listen to the whole song. You're like, this is the fucking song. Right, right, right. This is it. You've been DJing, like you said, since 2000. And it's 2022. And it's like, you're just like, like I've witnessed you like turn up in uh-huh. Adriana's uh, secrets. It's a few more billboard life. Uh-huh. Whatever the spot was, I've been in and I witnessed how you rock. Uh-huh. And I know just by off the history of Chicago music scene, hip hop, it wasn't always a lot of rappers here. And the uh, eras of music, you was able to witness and see the growth and us even having the industry. Because we didn't have it like this. You was able to see the Kanye West era, the the the, the drill, like the beginning Beginning to the drill era, you were signing a, a lyrical as when Tink and Dirk both was over there, yep. and yep. now yep. they're fucking fucking yeah. the yeah. shit. They like Michael Jackson out here. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know what I mean. So, yeah. what is that like being able to witness and still having a hand in all this? Yeah. You, you know what? I was I was telling my girl just the other day. We were just talking, just like maybe earlier in the week, and. I don't want to get all spiritual. No, no, do your thing. But I've been uncomfortable lately. And I when I get like that, mm. something's getting ready to happen. Mm-hmm. And I've had I've had um the I've I've been blessed to reinvent myself several times. Right. Like it's a lot of DJs that I started out DJing with and not DJing no more. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't want to do it and some of them are still trying to just keep breaking through. But I've been lucky enough to, uh, blessed enough to reinvent myself. You have to reinvent yourself, and you have to stay current. So by the time I met Tink and Dirk, I was already 12 years in professionally. So 
my platform, like you said, Adriana's was probably the biggest party in the city on Thursday night. That was right. it was over eight hundred people there every week. It it didn't fail. I don't care if it was snowing, raining, whatever it was. So I had the platform to play new artists. So that's you know Adriana's is where I got. That, that's, that was the club that I forced that music on him. I forced Elf's anthem on him. I was like, you gotta hear this. <laughs> I forced Treat Me Like Somebody. You're gonna listen to this. And Adriana's. <laughs> At the heart of the party, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was the closing DJ, so I had it. Uh, you had to end the night with a bang. Yeah, so even, and then most DJs, when they close, they wanna stick to the hits. Because they don't wanna lose the crowd. But you just place the record. It's my secret. It's about placing. You place the record in between two hot records, and you don't let it play so long. The first few times you do it, you monitor your crowd. What can you give them? All right, this is all they need. They thirty seconds. That's all they're gonna. Maybe next week they'll do forty five seconds. Mm-hmm. And you just keep monitoring it. Like, so I just kept playing. I just kept playing the records. And what made you? What 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 made you pick up this? Like. Analyzation of the crowd, like where you just studying what you give them, and like and just studying them, like seemed like you just became like Professor X, like. <laughs> no, <laughs> no that, that's just a part of DJing. That's just that's nothing that I created. That is what you're supposed to do as a DJ. You're supposed to monitor your crowd. Right. You're supposed to watch them and know what they like. And I, I think I may have developed the being three and four songs ahead in my head. Like if I play something. If they, I was like, okay, if they like this, I know what else they're gonna like, and I got those songs in my head, so I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not just searching, looking at the crowd. Okay, man, I'm gonna play this, and then I'm gonna go to. No, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm in my moment. You know, so I think that's just something DJs they just supposed to do that. Like you supposed to monitor your crowd. Now, before we jump into this music break, uh, I want to ask you. You know, what does it take for a DJ to make it in this? current industry or what does it take to make you know to say I'm a DJ in this current you know music industry well practice you still gotta practice because when you go out into the world you wanna make sure you sound good mm-hmm. I still practice I'm not Ally Iverson <laughs> <laughs> we talk about practice <laughs> for sure yeah, for sure so I, I still practice um um because you now have social media, you gotta, you gotta have content. You have to have videos of yourself DJing and yourself rocking the car, crowd, showing that you know content. It's a content driven, you know, era. Yeah, and you have to stay current to that. You know, I was, I remember doing the, I did the Facebook sign up party before they had a million people. <laughs> I was booked for that at Zentra. They had, they had all these people lined up with computers. And it was like, we're going to, it's this party called Facebook. We're going to need you to DJ. Um, we're going to have people sign up for Facebook. At that time, MySpace was out. I was about to say, mm-hmm. that sounds like yeah. I was on MySpace making dollar yeah, signs. Yeah, was on MySpace. My and I was like, well, Facebook, huh? I didn't think it was going to be nothing. I had it from that. And I didn't get on it for about five years later. Mm. I was like, I remember this. When it got fame, when it started to get big, I was like, oh, yeah. I DJed they sign-up party. Yeah, <laughs> signing people up. You got in the club, you just signed up. And that's how you got in the club. Mm. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah. What's good? It's your homie, Everyday Jay. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Groove Nuke. And me and my guy, Everyday Jay, is teaming up to bring you guys ill sounds for you. From the up-and-coming artist to your favorite artist. Only thing better than this. See his granny Sunday's dinner. And she'll even be listening to this. So before the Sunday dinner kicks off, 
Tune in to Ill Sounds every Sunday from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on the most valuable online radio station. Only on Illinois Radio. Make sure to check out the Illness playlist in which we provide you with the latest tracks we play live on our show. Head over to Spotify and search Illinois Radio to follow our playlist as well as follow our podcast. Now let's get back to the show. Yo, what's good? It's the one and only Illinois Jones. And right now you're tuned in to the dopest thing that hit the street since crack, crack cocaine. cocaine. And we got the God, the GOAT. The legend in the building, <laughs> DJ Reese. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thank oh, you. Thank it's you, all thank love. You. We honored to have you right here, big oh, dog. Man, I'm honored to be here. I appreciate you letting me be on your platform. Oh, man. no, bro. It's only, it's only deserving that. that you be up here. Thank you. Thank you you feel me? You know, the hardest working dog. You was working hard even in a pandemic. <laughs> it was like, like DJ Reese, you saw him everywhere from the shows to the parties to events. It's like you, your face is, you're a well-known DJ throughout Chicago. Oh, man, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? And to see you out with some of the hottest artists from the city, mm-hmm. Dirk. Tank, uh-huh. hey. <laughs> but not we gonna do all that. But you know, uh, you know, you've been around Dirk, man, and y'all just been just knocking shit down. It, it, mm-hmm. Watching a Dirk show, it feels real Chicago. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? He got a Chicago DJ behind him, mm-hmm. and then like um, him being from Chicago and seeing his growth mm-hmm. and knowing it's like, damn, like this, like I've seen the shows through social media. I'm like, this shit is crazy. Yeah. Like the show he did on Apple. Oh yeah, the Apple Music show. That now that was crazy. That was really nice show. What was what was that experience like? It, it was like being in a movie almost because they had every. It was all kind of stuff going on. It was cameras everywhere. A director. Um, it was just. It was a huge facility, studio facility in LA. Like mm-hmm. it was just. It was like filming a movie almost. Mm-hmm. And you just. I just played my part. Like I just did what we do naturally. That was just naturally what we do in our shows. And we just put it out there. All of that is natural. It's good to see y'all bond, man. Like, you know, knowing that you and just OTF, how y'all grown together. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of what performance that was. I don't know if it was the Grammys. I don't know what what show it was. I don't know if it was BT. It was one of them. He was on uh, performing. I think he was with Lil Baby. He did the BT. There we go. Yeah. And when he hit that stage, bruh, I, I just felt the the hair on the back of my neck yeah, rise yeah. because seeing everything that he's been through he done mm-hmm. went through and how he just kept climbing 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 mm-hmm. um and seeing him on that stage I felt like that was a trophy for the city um and and, and just knowing that that you two've been in collaborative hoots for quite some time I gotta ask you too like what was what I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take your question sis I'm sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, matter of fact I'm gonna let you ask it go ahead thank you <laughs> um, so I wanna know like what is like the craziest show experience you've ever had whether it was good or bad like what was the moment you was on stage like god damn this is crazy um, Whether it was the amount of people, the crowd's reaction, just the feeling you got, like, what was that show? It's so hard. It's so hard to... It's so many of them, but if I had to really... When we when we finally did Rolling Loud and it was nighttime, mm. you know, you always want to... You know, you want to be there. A when festival all the people, at a light time. Yeah, at, nighttime at nighttime. Is we was always coming on during the day. There's a few people there, not as many. You, know, you can still see some space, but when we did it at night... 
I was like, okay, this is what's up. At festivals, people jump up and down the whole time. That's all they doing. They just, they getting it in. So what does it feel like for you as the DJ? Because like, granted, you're not the artist, but you're kind of providing the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Because Uh before the artists come out, you kind of playing a little set. So what does that feel like for you absorbing all the energy? And then, like you spoke about earlier, crowd control. It's one thing to be able to control three people in the crowd. Uh But you got 30,000. That's completely different. Right? You got got thousands of people. So, like, what does that feel like when you up there knowing, like, I got to keep them turned, I got to control the crowd? Like, what is that? It's, it's, I, I get, I still get nervous when I go out, but I, that, I think that's a good thing. I don't want to not, I don't want to stop getting nervous. Um, it's a, it's a great feeling. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. It's like an adrenal, adrenaline rush, I guess I would say. It's like, you're just so hyped at the moment that it's just you and them. Mm. It's just you in the crowd. So I'm just saying, if I'm going to say something and they respond, I'm just, I'm, it's just in the moment. It's hard for me to explain. I don't know. I'm, I hope, I'm, I'm so sorry I can't answer your question. Like, it's a lot of this is a, is a feeling I get. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can't explain it. It's almost like a, a blackout, mm-hmm, like a blur. You know what that makes yeah. me think about, and this is kind of completely unrelated, but it makes me think about the Travis Scott festival and how like all the chaos was happening, and he was kind of saying like he didn't know it was going on. Yeah, you're in the moment. So like hearing yeah. you say that kind of yeah. made me think about that mm-hmm. in my mind. Like, damn, maybe he didn't know what was going he, on. He probably did he not. Did. Yeah. He probably he did. didn't. It's like so much is going on, and and your adrenaline is going, and people are yelling and screaming, and and then I'm out there so, when I first go out there. I'm out there by myself, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, these people didn't pay to come see me. <laughs> you know, they came Thanks. to see Dirk and Tinkle, whichever show I'm doing at that time. But when I open my mouth and say something, and they scream. I say, okay, now we. That's these my people too. We together. Let's get it. Right. You know, so I, I feed off the crowd a lot and then that's where it go. Who you know, got with, the- with that Travis Scott mm-hmm. situation happening and you know, y'all rocking step y'all continuously rocking festivals, mm-hmm. do you feel like they should uh hold artists accountable for things such as that nature? I don't think so, man. Like I, it's so much going on in the show, like the artists go through a lot too on stage. Like people throw things up there. And it's not. I don't know if they be in malice or not, but people throw waters. They phones. Phones I, come I from saw, everywhere. I saw that at Summer Smash last year. Somebody threw their phone on stage at Uzi, and he literally picked the phone up and was making a video yeah. on stage. I'm like, people throw stuff at the artist, so it's, it, it gets a little difficult. I don't think the artist should be held accountable. People should. They're adults. You should know how to act like an adult when you go places. Right. If you can't hold your liquor or whatever it is you're doing, you know, to stay home or you know. I don't know. You know, it's just like don't you can't shit. when people are drunk and, and off no high or something. You can't. I can't be responsible. You can't make another person be responsible for that. Like that. Fact, that is, yeah. That's crazy. Especially cool. when it's hundreds of who thousands got, of other yeah. people. Who got the most off the chain fans between Dirk and Tink? Tink. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, rap, rap is totally different from R and B. R and B is a little smooth because right. we be out there yeah. singing every yeah. word. R and B is a little smooth. Word. So her, her, her Tink fans are a little um, the calmer. Little they pretty cool like uh but rap man it's everybody it's just so it's chaotic right it's chaotic and then when you're arguably 
that number, number one, one. Mm-hmm. is is everybody wants a piece of it. He got that Michael everybody. Jackson effect right yeah, now. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Ooh. It's just super crazy. And, and speaking of chaotic, man, uh, back outside tour mm-hmm. with uh, Dirk and Lil Baby. If I'm not mistaken, that was one of the highest grossing tours in what? What was that happening? Was that 2021? Yeah, that was right after the pandemic was mm-hmm. over. So, yeah, that would have been. 2021, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that yeah, was that was around yeah. this time, yeah, yeah, sure was, yeah, it was, yeah, and, yep. and you know, you being a part of that, man, I, I want to know for you being on that stage, what was something that you took from going on tour right after the pandemic, knowing that everything was shut down? Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you see amplified from that back outside tour? Well, the excitement of the people, of course, to be outside because right now it's slow. If, if I don't think anybody may notice, but. It's it's kind of slow right now with um with concerts and things of that nature. That was right when everybody was just like, okay, we we can go outside now. Let's get it. Um, so what I saw was just people just having a great time, man. It was just you know it was, it was crazy. It was all detained. The artists were happy to be outside, you know. So that made it enjoyable. Dirk was smiling. Whenever Dirk is smiling, I'm, I feel I'm good. I'm, I'm like, okay, today's a good day. Let's get it. You know, the artist What's the day saying, like when he's not smiling? You know, you got to be on your P's and Q's. <laughs> Somebody getting fired. <laughs> how, was, uh, how was his face when, when Drake dropped their laugh? Now cry later, man. I mean, he was excited about that. You know, he, he obviously he had the song. You know, we were listening to it before it hit the hit the streets. So we were listening to it on the plane and things of that nature. Like, I was like, yeah, that's going to be the one. So gonna be it. what is it like just having... Like a key to the vault of all the real unreleased music. Yeah, dog. Well, it, it's pretty that's cool. A lot of power. That's a, that's a, how, do you, how do you control yourself? Like, well, Ooh, I got this hit on my hands. I purposely don't get. I purposely don't want the music when like. Like when he makes it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to be on the list of if it ever gets leaked, then mm. they go down the list of who all had it. Gotcha. I'm not on it. You know what mm. I mean? I, I do. I I probably get the songs like if it's gonna drop at midnight tomorrow, they would have sent it to me earlier today. Oh no! Or Dirk plays it for us when we out places. Like if we riding in the car together, he'll play. He'll play stuff for us. You know what I'm saying? Tink will play stuff for me. Like Tink really holds her music. Like she doesn't. You can't you can't get a hold of her music. You know what I mean? Like because she had that problem before somebody leaked mm-hmm. leaked her album before it got out. Mm-hmm. So they have to be careful with that. So I purposely don't ask for the music in advance. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a couple of, a day or two before, then I, you know, okay, what? send me the single and I'm good. Because I would have had the album before it came out. No, but we, mind you, though, we listen to it. Like, I've heard the song, some of the songs. Mm-hmm. Like You just didn't have it in your yeah, possession. Yeah, I just don't have it in my possession. I don't really like to. So yeah. considering that you are the personal DJ for these artists, I know what you just said, but do you ever get a song and they just like, I want you to play this first, like at this event? Like, has that ever happened? Like, yeah, you've yeah. gotten to like break a song, I guess. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, especially in the beginning days, like, um, you know, they would always bring me their music first. Now, then it was a must to give me the music because we were just trying to figure out what to do. We were trying to see what was going to work. That's okay. how I wound up with the L's record. L's, I got the L's record the same night they did it in the studio. It was, mm. on, it was on a Thursday and they brought it to the party and um, Dirk wasn't even old enough to get in the club. So Dan was the manager at the time. Shout out to Dan. Yeah. We got to get yeah. Dan up Dan here. Dan was the manager and Dan said, all right, when you, I'll let him in, you play the song and then as soon as it's over, he's got to go. I was like, all right, Dan, cool, thank you. Appreciate it. So, um, 
he come in the club and we played it and he gave it to me on a green CD Maxwell <laughs> CD that you could buy at Walgreens yeah. and I played the L's anthem and they just went crazy for it like so you know in the beginnings they would give me music all the time but now because they're who they are like you it, you have to make that list small because mm-hmm. people they selling you know if you had a Dirk song right now you can you can Some easily sell it to somebody mm-hmm. to leak it and they, and they just want the views or whatever and it's crazy it's like I don't want to be on that list. I don't even ask. I don't even like send me that. that no, I'd be like, nope. I'd be like, I'm good. Because when it all boiled down, they look at that it. list and be like, well, Reese, <laughs> Reese didn't have it. Okay, <laughs> on the real. I, I will say though, anytime I reach out to you for a record that's out, you mm-hmm. send it instantly, yeah. bro. Like yeah. for you to have a busy schedule and still be able to, you know, get stations or mm-hmm. DJs or just people in general to music. Mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you. Because I, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna get it out. Like that's the one thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna promote my artists. I'm gonna mm-hmm. all of them. I'm gonna give the music to where it need to be, and that, mm-hmm. that's my job as a DJ. And then don't stop just because they who they are now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I still gotta. Still got to keep that groundwork mm-hmm. in there. There's so many artists over there on OTF. Like, who's over there that's, that that you look at and be like, dude, got some talent? Like, up. he cooking. Man, it, all of them are so talented, right? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. But right now, Duty Low is coming up. Oh, Duty Low. It, it's like, he got, he got that. I don't know. It's it's like when you get that itch, that moment. Like he got that moment now, right. so it's it's he's on fire. So, um, but the sleeper, the sleeper, I mean, the sleeper over there is is Buka Six Hundred. When y'all get a record from him, it's gonna Yo, be because he's Project Home Smooth. That song he put out a few years ago that we got, mm-hmm. it's classic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Buka. I like his music too. Yeah, man. Sheesh, it's it's so much we could t- it's so much we could touch on with yeah. uh with, with OTF and uh Tink. I'm I'm trying to I'm, I want to I want to honestly slightly touch on King Von uh-huh. because he was another major part uh, yeah. to OTF. Yes. Um, like with with his past and how did that impact the whole team? Man, <laughs> you, when you lose someone like that. You, it's a piece of you gone. A piece is just totally missing. Um, I remember when Vaughn, when we first got the 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 uh, that was his first record that he recorded was my uh, crazy story. Yeah, Dirk. I mean, uh, not Dirk, but Vaughn wasn't. I don't think he really wanted to do the rap thing. He just was doing it. I think they kind of just was motivated. Him. Yeah, to motivate him to do it. And Crazy Story took off. Right. So we would just do it at every show. We would and at some point Dirk would be like, "I right, play clear Crazy Story. I'm gonna put it." And Vaughn, he wouldn't even want to come out there. Like he he hadn't had that stage thing going yet. He was like, oh, "Okay, I don't know yet. What I'm gonna do?" So. Once he started to get his feel and started to understand what was going on and it started taking over, then it was crazy. Like, but losing him, it's like a piece. A missing piece. Yes. Yeah, then y'all lose D thing. Yeah, like right after. And, and that right there was. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, cause it's like I, I don't even know what to say about D thing. <laughs> Damn. That one there. I don't even know. I, I think I think that hurt the whole city, man. That that hurt the whole city because, you know, just knowing like what he stood for and how many people he helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was talking on the show uh, last week how the thing had the Illinois app. Like he literally yeah. supported as many people mm-hmm. as he could, and he was just just tapped in. So that that definitely, I think that 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 hurt yeah. the entire city, man. So. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, like, you know, go, no, go we ahead, appreciate y'all just for being strong and keep going because a lot of That's people would have gave up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? After that, that many L's and that, that close, you know, you I, know. I, I, I really thought after D thing it was over. I did. I thought I thought that was going to be the end of it. Yeah. I was like, we're not going to do this no yeah. more. I don't think so. That, that, that seemed like the, 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 what they say, the start of the breaks the yeah. camel's back. But then it's that, it's, and it's that other thing where that, it gives you the strength to go because then now you, be, like, you become him now? yeah you become him and it's like he wouldn't have did it right the thing was never sitting around he was all he was active so mm-hmm. we had to get active yeah and as I'm glad as, y'all got active yeah, yeah. very we active likewise yeah, super active. active yeah man I love it like what y'all doing man it's, it's it's I feel like it's bringing a lot of positivity to the city especially uh, the time too when Dirk proposed to India at the oh, United, yeah. Center. At the United Center yeah. you, you know how many weddings probably popping off from there right <laughs> he put a lot of pressure on that a lot of gangsters out now on their knees right now. he put a lot of gangsters on their knees you hear me yeah. a lot of niggas on the chin like shit alright try to put the Dirk on better jump yeah. the bro put the Dirk on we gonna get married to some Dirk yeah. since, a lot since of now, pressure now since we talked about Dirk let's talk about Tink yeah yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And how how how's she doing? Tink is doing well. She's doing <laughs> yeah, well. She, she got an well. album coming out uh, soon here. Um, uh, I don't have the date, um, but she's got an album coming out. Um, Tink is doing good, man. Mm-hmm. Tink is that's good. Yeah. That was my that was well. I ain't gonna say my first artist, but I, I had met Tink before I met Dirk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what have you noticed about Tink's growth, considering like everything she's been through mm-hmm. with her music? career and then like like you just said you met her very young so what have you noticed about Tink's growth Tink is she's, she understands the business now like she's a real businesswoman. like you know, when, you, when I met her she was 16 now she's a grown woman mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so and she out there making decisions like and, and, and guide her career where she wants it to go so I like to see I like what I see about the business part of her she handles her business very well very well and you really seeing her grow from the beginning. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. talking about two fingers up. Yeah. Her freestyle, I think she did the Chief Keith record. Yeah. You seeing all that. Yeah, yeah. Treat, treatment like somebody. I was about to say, Bonnie yeah. and Clyde. Man. Bonnie <laughs> and Clyde was my shit. I ain't gonna lie. I don't, I don't know who I thought yeah. I was. The, the million, 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 yeah. million. Nah, let me yeah, stop because I ain't finna butcher the record. <laughs> Teenager, man. It was pretty cool. Like, And the Adrianas. Right. Go back yep. to Adrianas. The host was uh, this guy named uh, Prince James. Okay. He was the host. And he was like, man, I got this girl, man. You need to hear her. Like, I'm telling you, this is what's up. So he he gave me the CD. The still CD. <laughs> so that's how long ago. Yeah, CDs was popping. He gave me the CD. It's a Thursday night. So I go, I go to cry. I got you. I'm going to check it out. He called me the next day. You check it out? No, man. I got you, though. Don't even trip. Saturday come. I said, let me go and listen because I know James going to call me back. I said, man, I called James. I said, man, James, get a, can, can you put a, get on the phone? He's like, yeah. I was like, hey, what's up? I introduced myself. She's like, all right. I said, uh, man, I'm a DJ. You know, I got a platform. You know, I want to be playing your records. I want to do some mixtapes with you. I want to introduce you to my manager, you know, and let's let's do some work. Her word was okay. That's all she said. She's like, okay. She's like, okay. And that was it. With three mixtapes later, we going crazy. We doing shows and we get paid. It was like, it was like, it's crazy. I was like, damn, it just took off. Like, we was consistent, though, with those mixtapes. And, and to do it with an R&B 
artist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, she could back then. She was drilling she, too. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, you know, yo. Tink can rap mm-hmm. yes, for she real. Can. Now that's that's Tink G. Yeah. Tink G. Yeah, that's Tink G. <laughs> <laughs> so that ain't that ain't uh, that ain't regular Tink right there. That's Tink with a G on it. Yeah. When she started rapping, it's crazy, and I, and I want her to. Rap. She all the time. She'd be like, "You you want rap? Don't you?" I'd be like, "Yeah, we ain't gonna rap. Yeah, I got you. I'm gonna get you one." So eventually, she gonna come back out with some more rap. But yeah, remember back then, now everybody was drilling, mm-hmm. and she could drill with the best of them. Like she was, she was cold with it. Mm-hmm. What was it? What was it like being at the United Center when Dirk with Dirk and he brought all the Chicago oh, Chicago it. artists out? That was a dope show, man. That was a dope show. Timing, you had the timing had to be right. <laughs> right. Um, a lot of dropping on the one. I just felt it felt good as a DJ it felt good to even DJ for all of those artists you know like that right. like to be on stage and be like well I remember I, I, I was reminiscing I was like this is the class of 2012 right here mm-hmm. this is that this is that 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 era right you know what I mean so it felt great man like I will I want to do that again I, I'm I, honestly I, I want to see the, the Keith and Dirt yo yeah. I saw a video I saw them shaking hands at backstage somewhere. I think they yeah. was in Philly. Probably it was, rolling loud. It was Keith. It was Keith, Meek, Twenty One, and Dirk. Ooh, that might have been. I would see all. I would like to so, see all of them on the. That's the know, one. That's the one the I want to see. Is, is it possible? I, I don't know. Like, and, and they not they not beefing or nothing. No. They, they they still are homies. But I know um, Keith can't come to Chicago. I don't know. Yeah, it's a matter of that. You know, putting that together and Shit. seeing what it now, that right there. Put their ass in jail. One. Now, <laughs> that's still Illinois, but it ain't Chicago. <laughs> Joliet is not Chicago. Anyway, <laughs> but, you know, with, with Dirk being able to do United Center as a headline, you know, before he was kind of like the city wouldn't allow him to perform here. Mm-hmm. And then they allow him to perform here at one of the, you know, at 22,000 something sold, sold, sold out. No, no headliner. He was the headliner. He was the headliner. You know what I'm sold saying? Out. Like, what did that do for you all uh, as far as like opportunities uh, with the city? Oh, definitely. It, 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 it's up. It went up. And then, you know, they got the foundation too. Like, it's so many things they got going on that a lot of people don't talk about. You know, you got the uh, neighborhood heroes, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, Kevin Freeman heads that up. Um, Dirk does a lot, man. Like, um, I don't know how many more doors. You know, I'm not involved in his business part of his of his business uh, per se. I'm only in the show part of it. But I'm sure life for him and life for got a good relationship now. Like, right. because it was it was no incidents, and if it was, it, it, the the minor things that that will happen at concerts, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, but it wasn't nothing per se of that could be attached to him, mm-hmm. you know. And we we talking about the United Center, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying two times. Now, granted, the the uh, Big Jam one was, you know, that was you know other artists on it, but then when you Still come back, when you come right back and do it yourself, it's a different feel. with nobody else, just you. It's a different, uh, and you at home. It's home. It's it's nothing to talk about. It's like, come on now, what what we, you know? Now you gotta act like now it's time to turn yeah, up. Yeah, now you like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and Kim Fox. I remember him saying in the verse, he gave his Bulls tickets to Kim Fox. Yeah, he didn't even go to, the, and that's true. That's a true story. Like he didn't even go to the game. Like he, it's like man, I had to, he had other stuff to do. Man, uh, you know what? We gotta, we gotta chop it up about. What you got going on, my brother? Because okay. Black Wealth. 
Yes, sir. You know, Black DJ, Wolf. Yes, sir. DJ Big Tank. Uh, airs his, we air his mixes every Monday. My that brother, super duper consistent. Super duper consistent. Yeah. Hard Even on work, holidays. Yeah. Man. Even on holidays. Hard working guy right Send there. Send me the mixes on Sunday. I rock and, with him. And he's under Black Wolf. And, um, you know. He's a, he's I, a, he's a co-owner. Co-owner, yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah. shit! Yeah, that's the CFO. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he probably don't want y'all to know that. <laughs> no, no, he don't. He don't. He just told he that man. The money. He handles the money. <laughs> you finna call? You like now? Why you gonna tell the people <laughs> that? <laughs> I probably should have said that. No, because no, I was actually finna say, you know, was who's part of Black Wealth and, yeah. and just break down Black Wealth for everybody, man. How it came well, about? Well, it's, it started out as the DJ Reach program. So what I was doing was just getting artists and guiding them in the right direction. That's it. It was me and uh, Johnny Yayo, the producer. So he would have all these artists come to the studio and I just had this knowledge of, you know, how to move artists forward and that's what we called it at first, the DJ Reach program. So then... When we started to do things like management things and production things, we turned it into management. It was like, okay, we're going to manage some artists. And then one of the artists that's not with us right now, I hate that you can't say their name. Well, you right. can. I mean, but, you can say whatever you would like you, to. You can, but then it's like, it's, you want to well, raise no conflict Yeah, interest. I don't want no conflict or nothing. Y'all so nice. One of the artists that wasn't, that's not with us anymore um, was like, we should just be a label. And we was like, all right, let's do it. So then I went out and I was like, well, we're going to need somebody who's knowledgeable about management. And then that's when I went and um, sought out the Jamal Shabazz. Jamal Shabazz was managing popcorn guy. Yeah, he so, so. managed artists from the beginning of my career. He would always come and he serviced me records in the club. So I knew he had the knowledge of, of management. So I was like, let's get him. Then I was like, I want to empower a DJ. I was like, I got to have a DJ to go with me on this journey. And that's Big Tank. That's how Big Tank came into play. Okay. Then uh, we needed some, uh, an artist that knew. A, a person that was an artist that knew how artists should move and how to make songs and that kind of thing and that's when Yayo brought on Maria then we needed marketing <laughs> so then I went and got my guy he owned a, um, a, a liquor company at the time so we was putting the, we was doing product placement you know, mm-hmm. videos in the mm-hmm. beginning if you go back and look at some of my videos we had uh, product placement <laughs> I went and got my guy Jamel so then that's how it all formed together, so we all uh, partners in it. Damn, yeah, that's, that's all dope. black wealth. That's yeah. real black wealth. Well, right I was about down. to say that's literally black wealth, exactly. different avenues. Yeah. yeah, and the whole thing was to uh, we sat around, shot a few names around, and then came up with that. And the whole thing with it was to not treat the artists like how normal labels treat artists. We wanted the artists to come away from it as black wealthy people like wealthy like with a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of money so we didn't want people walking around getting a, a new edition check right. you know mm-hmm. what I mean or that TLC, or that TLC yeah. check okay. so we, we wanted to be up front and then but because it started out as the DJ Reese program and I was teaching it's still that so it was yeah we operating as a label but 
you got to go and do this. Go set up your YouTube. Go do this. And we just show artists how to do stuff on their own. That's almost like artist development in a way. And that's yeah, because lost. the labels don't, they not develop. They don't develop they artists don't develop no, develop more. no more. Yeah. So. yeah, they just want you right off the, yeah, the you, pot. Yeah, you got to be already. So what made y'all spell it the funky way y'all spell it? <laughs> that, that was J-O's idea. Okay. That it was, makes sense. That was though. Yeah, 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 it that throws was. me off sometimes. Yeah. But, but it, it makes sense. When I be typing it in the computer, when I be putting it in the system, I be like, damn, it's a fucking V right here. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to type it. <laughs> that was to add some uniqueness to it. But it, it, it's, it's dope, it though. It, it makes it stand out. Yeah, yeah it's it pretty do. cool. It's pretty cool. And yeah. you, you were speak, speaking on how that was the DJ Reese program. Yeah, it was teaching, DJ, yeah. and you're still teaching because you got a seminar coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do a seminar uh, uh, August the seventh. I'm gonna start here in Chicago and hopefully I'll go to other cities. But it's it's one of those. You 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 have so much. To tell that you you should tell it, you should give it. You, to you gotta give it. And people call me all the time, like artists to tell you, like some artists probably they'll tell you they call me all the time, like, hey man, I want to know how to do this, and I'm just on the phone all day every day, telling people. I said, well, you know what, Lyrical was like, you should do a seminar, this that. And I was like, all right, well, let's do it, mm-hmm. let's get it. Like I, I feel comfortable with the knowledge I have. I'm not a, you know, teach these niggas how not to be Oxcore okay. DJs. They, they teach him with the Oxcore, huh? No, I mean, it sounds like some of them do, yeah. yeah. I feel like I probably got a playlist that sounds better than some of these DJs, but I'm going to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Y'all wrong. <laughs> you can mix and shit, y'all wrong. Go uh, teach them how to do that shit. It's a lot, it's a lot of different stuff anymore. going on in the DJ game that, you know... It's oversaturated. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of software outside now. He, he yeah. like, y'all ain't finna. It's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, we can talk about that. That's something you can talk about yeah, all day, like hours and hours about DJing and, and the etiquette. But, you know, um, I don't know what to say about something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still that's a rabbit hole. I still DJ. Yeah. I, I still you used to break records. Yeah, I still do my thing. And your homies DJ. around you still do yep. their thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The DJs I, I'm with. Yeah. But I think it's good that you still like capture the essence of what DJing is and you're teaching mm-hmm. that essence instead of teaching shortcuts. Cause I yeah. think like in general, now with YouTube mm-hmm. and it's so easy to learn certain things. You just mm-hmm. watch a video. Like I think it's cool that you're actually gonna teach people the essence yeah. of being a DJ because you can't really learn that from YouTube. What's right. something What's something in the city that you feel is missing when you were in the clubs and DJing and breaking records? That even, I was gonna say even at radio today. Uh, yeah, even at radio. Like what you feel is missing that can help the music scene from clubs and radio that used to be an intricate part. Mm, I, I think the structure of a party is going that we can start there. Yeah. The structure is going like you you what what like what's the hottest song right now probably uh, Glorilla I'm gonna say it's fuck nigga yeah, free right. shout out the hub the party started at ten at ten thirty you're not supposed to be hearing that song facts agreed you know what I mean and at ten thirty you'll hear that song and then you may hear it about fifteen more minutes later right then yeah, later on in the night you're gonna hear it again mm-hmm. like it's not the structure of a party is going it's no build up it, it is like radio vibes at mm-hmm. parties now like I've definitely seen events from beginning to end and I've heard mul- the same song multiple times mm-hmm. and I'm like that's hey, because you can play all, this for nobody everybody has the same records now you don't have to go and shop and thump through records 
You know what I'm saying? Right. And then, you know, when we was at the record store, you had the record player set up so you can listen to stuff. So you might hear something as a DJ like, ooh, I think this will go good in the club tonight. That'll be a good transition. I'm going to be a spoon fan. Yeah, let me go and play this. You know what I mean? Now everybody's got all the same MP3s. Yeah. Yeah. So we all got the same records. Right. So now no one, there's no structure. Like, Timbuktu, go, go back to him. He would not tell me where he shopped and got his records. He would not tell me. He's like, I got a secret store, man. I can't. Can't put you up on there because now I got the stuff he now got. Now I'm giving you access yeah. to my library. So you feel like you have to get out there and do your own. work. So nobody really oh. holding, nobody's got something. No, music is not exclusive to what it's I'm going to play this and they're not going to play this. Yeah. It's not being gatekept anymore in a way of like exclusivity is what man, it sounds look, like. It sounds like people ain't in the field. Yeah. That's what it you sounds like. No, but it's no, but even like what like what DJ Reese just said, like if Timbuktu didn't tell him where he got it because now I'm giving you access to my library. Whereas we go on Apple Music, Title, Spotify. Yeah, everybody got all I the can same look records. At, I can literally go on Apple and look at your last listen song. If we listen to mutual songs and we're friends on Apple Music, it's gonna tell me that. And I've gotten put on music from like, damn, my friend just listen to this. What's this? Like it completely just that's, changed the way you listen to music. It, it has. That's what I mean by people got to get in the field out you gotta here. You got to get moving yeah. around. That's what I meant by you got you got to get out here and well, you you, yeah. you know what I'm saying. You got to yeah. look for these records. You got to get these records. Like you you got to find the next Dirk and T. You got to get out here and get it. Like hip hop. The definition of hip hop is what's new and what's hot. That's the definition of hip hop. Like Kanye West got on because everybody's like. What's this kid over here doing? We was selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? Fly cars, fly girls, drugs. <laughs> and then he, he come. I don't know what. So small. Everybody's like, wait. wait that's different. What's this dude doing? <laughs> so now the focus was on him. So that's what it is. Like, everybody's doing the same thing. You know, a lot of artists are doing the same thing. And with radio, I think traditional radio, like, you know, the FM Dow, you know, that type of stuff, like, they should play more local music. Absolutely. I think that's what it is. I think. It would be more impactful. You could still play Beyonce and all that, but you still can put so-and-so from the West Side or so-and-so from the South Side. Like, I don't need to hear say something I'm down 66 in, times a yeah. day. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in, um, in Georgia. I live outside of Atlanta now. And when I listen to radio down there, I'm Shazam and everything. <sighs> then I go research the name. And these guys, they be from the South. And I mean, like, I wonder, because I still could listen to our radio here. I still listen to Power names to it, you know. You can listen on the app. I'd be like, man, they play so much different music down here in the South. It's it's crazy. Like even when I went to the Future Party back years ago, um, Tony Montana, that song, Tony, Tony Montana. Montana. I was at the mixtape Tony release Montana. party in Atlanta on a Saturday. Zentra was Sunday night. We drove back, and I was uh, the whole time. I'm telling Zay, Zay, the photographer. <laughs> The uh, videographer yeah, and lyrical, we all in the car together, and I'm like, bro, I am gonna play this tonight. <laughs> this shit go crazy. The club going crazy when Tony Montana come on, like all his stuff. They just going wild. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to Chicago, send it up. I remember when Future I played first came that record. To the city. Yeah, I played that record. And it was like, they just looking at me in the DJ. Like, what the like, fuck is like, this? Come on, man. Like, what is this? I said, and this is my words. My friend could back me up. He was there. I was like, I'm sorry, I be too many places. But y'all gonna get up on this. This is a guy named Future. 
Look out for them. Wow. And I and I went right but back to the dope, stuff they know. But I, I was know, always ahead dope, of my though. time with music. Now, y'all so don't even records. know what I just put y'all on to. And y'all what happened? Be that shit blew, blew the fuck up. up. Right. Blew up, man. He probably was here like probably months after that. Because yeah, that's when the DJ up. floor was on the first floor. Yeah, it was going crazy. Yeah. I remember my cousin put me on Future. Rest RIP to my cousin. He put me on Future. He was, yo, this dude finna blow, yo. He put me on Pluto. Say that astronaut. He was cuz of telling you this man next. And I'm like, all right. Start listening. So I'm like, damn, thank you, cuz. This nigga is cold. I remember um, it was another song that was like that. um, Put on for my city. Oh, I, yeah. I, I played that what? one night. I knew that was a hot I record. When I got it, I was I knew it was hot. I played it in the club. Uh oh. <laughs> the promoter coming to the DJ booth was like, man, stop, don't play this song. Nobody's dancing. Don't don't <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, okay. Was, he was tripping. He was frustrated or something. I was like, all right, I go. The very next week, it was the very next week, it was the number one record everywhere. Mm. What's the song you played, Matt? What's your song now? I don't get to do clubs much, uh-huh. but um, you know, anything dirty. If you had right to, sne- if you had to sneak an artist in on a set today, mm-hmm. if you was gonna go DJ right now after this, and you had to sneak a new artist in on a set, it's gonna be who is it? Low. Who is gonna be? Yeah, who? 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 Carla G. Ooh. Oh, all right. Oh, Shout no. out my girl Carla G. Carla period. G got some. She got records. She got some bangers. She got some shit. Like she got records. It's almost like. When it do pop off for her, it's, it's almost like we're going to go back and we got to reintroduce Yep, stuff. I was going to say, like, Carla G, I love that you just said her because Carla G definitely has a catalog that it's like, damn, when you find out about her, you could go back and listen to her stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I like the music she that she's been making. So when she, she pops, she's going to pop. G, her personality is just A1. It's the whole package. She got the yeah. look. She got the sound. She got the personality. Yeah. Shout out to Carla G. Shout out to folks. And go stream your nigga because that's my favorite Carla G song. Oh, it's the shit, but it's your nigga for me. <laughs> yes, that shit, yes. come on. Oh, she's All got her nail done. That was FNF before. <laughs> FNF, right there. Right, right, right. Your right. nigga was <laughs> FNF first. No, it's it's only a matter of time before, like, it's only a matter of time. Um, and I focus on that, like, mixtapes, and, you know, that's why I do mixtapes for artists. Like, I don't have a whole lot of mixtapes out. With artists, like right. I have various artists mixtapes that I put out, but when I go do a mixtape with an artist, it's something about that I keep exclusive. Like mm-hmm. you can't just pay me anything for me to do your mixtape. I don't, I don't got a lot of mixtapes. Like, so what, what is it about mixtapes? Because you know that era seems to die it out. It, it it has, but at the same time, it's okay to put if you if you if you're on a path to try to get there, you should put at least one out. Mm-hmm. You should give some free music somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but what services do you, do you use to give out uh, music? Li- live mixtapes and uh, Spinrilla? I still I use live mixtapes and Spinrilla. Okay, and people uh, still put mixtapes on Apple. And yeah, Apple you can Spotify. put them. Yeah, you can put them on the DSPs too. I was gonna say, do you think yeah. mixtapes really died out, or did they just turn into EPs? Like, is well, the new mixtape just now the EP? Well, EP is just a, well, a seven song. I like, get that, but yeah. I'm saying like, you know how like now people don't release mixtapes. It's like an EP or album. Do you feel like the EP is the new mixtape? Well, I, I, it depends on how the EP is is put together. Like, a mixtape is supposed to have. If you're an artist, you're supposed to have a lot of different songs on there. Like, you're not supposed to have the same. It's not supposed to have a concept per se. You can have somewhat of a concept, but you got to have different ways. Like, you shouldn't all have all the same sounding kind of beats. 
per right. se. You got to get out of your lane and try to mix get, it up. Give a mix of, a yeah, mix a mix of stuff mm-hmm. and, and let the people start to choose. Right. They like compilations. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like I'm going to do a compilation for Black Wealth and I'm going to have the artist do a couple of songs a couple of different ways. Like, give me what you feel like and I'm gonna I want you to make a song what I think you should make mm, okay. and then you put it out there and you let the people choose see. that kind of thing what? so mixtapes are still good they just not people are not using them in the right way okay. so for people that don't know what the DJ's duties are when it comes to making mixtapes could you tell them what what well, they are the, well the duty of the DJ to when it to comes to making mix, mix hosting mixtapes well it's, it's the artist mixtape to kind of help the artist you know Get their craft out to the people mm-hmm. in the right way, I guess. You know, um, and to try different things. Like, if you go and listen to some of my mixtapes, like, it's a whole bunch of different stuff. When me and Tink was doing mixtapes, she was singing, she was drilling, she was doing all kind of things. She was making lots of different records. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even, um, I did, like, and it's to build awareness to yourself. You know, giving out free music. You know, um, I did. Y'all, y'all heard of King Kid Ken? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. I, I did Kid Ken first mixtape. Oh, and he was like, man, nobody won't do my mixtape. He was like, I was like, yeah, I got you. No, you trip. But this is what I do. He was the boy could rap. Look where he, he can rap his ass off. He can rap. Look where he at. Look at where he at. He been rapping. He been rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I see that star power in some of these artists, and I'd be like, "You're gonna be something." I used to call him a unicorn. I used to be like, "Dude, you're a unicorn." They are not gonna know what to do with you. He could spin in the industry. I appreciate you for taking a chance on these artists because yeah. sometimes that's all they need is for somebody to take a chance on them. That's the DJ job. Like the DJ is supposed. That's what you're supposed to do. Like that's a clip. You're supposed to, say, to play new music. You're supposed to give the people new stuff. That's like I said in the beginning. My mama gave me the show. She was like, "Try this out on your crowd." See what they like because they was used to the sample that Sugar Hill Gang used. I forget the sample they used, but my mom and them was still listening to the actual oh, original record, so they hadn't grasped rap taking Dave songs and rapping over. They, they, they she hadn't figured that out yet, so she was like, "Play this at one of your records, your, your, your uh, parties, and see how they like it." So I got that from my mama that that's what a DJ supposed to do. You supposed to play the new hot music. You supposed to be playing something different, putting people on, you know. And, and that's what they not they not doing that. Like the party cracking from. They not going outside of that line. They scared that, that people going to stop field. dancing. Shit, right. Get y'all ass in the so field. So what's next for DJ Reese? What, what's next for DJ Reese? What we need to be, what we need to be looking out for? Mm-hmm. Well, I got the seminar uh, August the 7th. Um, um, we're going to probably close the um, sign up maybe a week before or two weeks before or something and get that taken How care of. How can the people go sign up? Um, at djreesebiz at gmail.com. Uh, DJ Reese Biz, you send it. You send an uh, email and ask for more information, and the email will be sent back to you for sure. Shout out that link one more time. Uh, uh, DJ Reese Biz at gmail.com Man, and then um, I got my hats. Land the music. I'm finna start wearing hats. <laughs> I love hats. <laughs> my hair's still growing. Amen. <laughs> but I'm finna start wearing hats, so I'm doing the Land of Music hats. Um, and then um, Blackwell, of, of course, try and take that to the next level. You know, get these artists um, where they want, where they need to be. They trust in me with their careers, so I'm putting in that work for them. 
Now you definitely been putting yeah. in work, man. Yeah. Since yeah. the two boy, you've been you've been doing this for two yeah. decades. Since the nine nine two thousand. Yeah, Appreciate you taking out your time to slide. Uh, actually, give out your your uh, social. I'm not not your social. <laughs> how did he? Social <laughs> your media. social media. <laughs> People know how they can follow you. Everything is DJ Reese Chicago. DJ Reese that's DJ Reese with an S not a C DJ Reese Chicago and that's on everything all the social media platforms man. marketing right there and branding find that. him with one handle yes sir and yes, we sir. appreciate you sliding fresh off the plane fresh. man thank yes, you yes. you said next time you, was, you in the city you was I, gonna slide I called you I was yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna be here let me get this for those that don't know who I am I am Biko it's your girl Pretty Riot I'm Illinois John I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio. Every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Search Illinois Radio. Head over to your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, all of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts and search Illinois Radio. We right there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button and uh, stay in tune with us. You have it. We own it. Big P's. That's all, folks. It's your girl, Pretty Ride, and I'd like to thank you for supporting Illinois. If you'd like to further support Illinois' media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways that we can use your help. First, you can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise, or you can lend us a helping hand by donating a one-time or a monthly contribution. To donate, just visit Illinois.co backslash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E.co backslash donate. We thank you for supporting everything we do, because without no you, there is no us.